What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we, we are down to the final stretch of the season. And although Orange County is in playoff position, I, I feel like it's time for many of us to start panicking here because something isn't working at this point and there's not much time left to fix it. We're going to talk about that, plus much more. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I'm going to take you through this worrisome journey tonight as we discuss all things Orange County Soccer Club. Joining me as he has each and every episode since day one and probably just as worried as I am at this point, we've got Dylan from County Lion Coalition. Dylan, how are we doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well and probably a little bit better than we were all feeling on Saturday night, but... That's okay. Um, it's okay to be worried, and it's also okay, I think, at this point to not not care because you know, um, even if we don't make the playoffs this year, uh, there's always there's always next year. There's always another year. So you're already giving up on the season. It sounds like Dylan. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just trying to you know, I'm trying to remember how things were back in 2016, 2017, um, and 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 be realistic about where, where we are in the moment. We could be New Mexico. It could always be worse. It could be worse. It definitely could be worse. But we're going to talk about this tonight. But we got to bring in another gentleman who's going to help us through this discussion. He's down there in San Diego, probably enjoying life a little bit better than we are at the moment because his team is pretty much locked up second place in the Pacific Conference or Pacific Division of the Western Conference. I think that's right. Who knows? Um, and that's Alan down in San Diego. Alan. How are you feeling, A, about Orange County, and then just in general? Um, I don't think it's quite time to panic yet for Orange County. Um, I, I think maybe a, a bad run of form, but it's a, essentially two games against Phoenix. Um, and I'm going to go out on a limb and, and just say I don't think the 4-1 scoreline was accurate to the game. Um, and I thought Orange County still looked relatively good. Um, in really large chunks of the game against Tacoma. Um, so I don't think it's time to panic yet. Um, there's some important games coming up for Orange County that they still have uh, their destiny in their own control. Um, and I, I think there's still some positives to, to pull from Orange County right now. So I'm going to just jump in really quick because you mentioned the uh, scoreline maybe doesn't represent the match in general, but the scoreline does represent Orange County against two teams this season. They can't seem to figure out these two teams all season long, um, and it shows there. And, and, and unfortunately, there's more matches for Orange County uh, against two teams on the calendar still. I think, yes, two of them. Well, do we count Las Vegas as a two-team? I don't. I can't remember if we decided yes or no on that. Oh, they're, they're like a three-team. 
a three team. Um, by the way, Brad will be joining us, I think, shortly. He's, uh, you know, wiping off some of the makeup and and resting his voice from his rehearsals today, I believe. Um, and by the way, want to say what's up to our listeners. And, and I'm going to jump right now. One of our listeners, Harry, out there in San Antonio saying we could be Sac Republic. Uh, yes, we could. But if you look at the standings, really, there's five teams battling for two playoff spots right now in the Pacific Division. Um, Sacramento Republic still has a chance. They still have a chance when you look statistically at what they're going on. They're only five points back of Orange County, and they have four games on the schedule. Uh, and again, Orange County has two matches against two teams, or what we're calling, I guess, the three team in Las Vegas. So it's, it's, it's wide open there. I, I, I love Alan's optimism here for Orange County right now. I think, Alan, you're playing the part that I played last week. I was very optimistic with the remaining schedule for Orange County and, and that they could probably catch up to San Diego looking at the, the two schedules going on. But after what we saw last, this past weekend up in Tacoma, I, I'm not as confident as you are. So let's talk about this Tacoma match because that's where all this worry is starting from me. Uh, Orange County travels up to the Pacific Northwest where they began the season. If you all remember way back in, in a, a long time ago, uh, that was the match that saw Orange County lose their probably anticipated leading goal scorer heading into the season, Adam John to an injury for the season and they couldn't win then. And it just got worse in this match. Dylan, let me uh, hear from you first. Uh, uh, they got a very bad, poor result on there. I, I get it. Alan, Probably wasn't as bad as the score. What's up with this match? Um, who's doing uh, the dishes too? I want to know who's doing the dishes. Can they come do my dishes? No, um, they they can't. Sorry. I I think this is a bit like when we lost three um, 0 to Tacoma a few months ago and fired Richard Chapo the next morning. We just at some point things don't. Let me phrase that. There's a lot of matches that go like this for Orange County where things just don't go well. And um, I think in previous years, we had the ability to go, all right, and dig in our heels um, or, or get up on our toes and really fight for a result. And now we just seem to, to kind of roll over. Um, and it's like we're like one dumb mistake away every game from a poor result. And this one was, I mean, as we're watching, <laughs> just basically that. Just one little mistake. It was one little mistake against... Um, Las Vegas in Vegas a few months ago. Um, also with Romero net, and at this point, you just we don't seem like we're really up for it when things aren't going our way. Um, so yeah, it's it's not so much like wow, we were so bad that we gave up four goals. We must be a terrible team. At the same time, um, like it's probably a little bit we're giving up there. At the same time, why did we let? Why did we concede a hat trick against? Um, anyone and let alone a, a Tacoma it's a little frustrating in that regard and it was a little frustrating to just like see this play the ball over the top thing um I thought we I thought our um route to success was going to be not doing that and I mentioned that in last week's podcast and then I see that we didn't really tailor um to what we needed to do so either someone is agreeing by giving him snaps in the background or they're turning on a uh a uh, uh, stove there. Uh, Alan, I, I know you seemed a little bit positive. You, you didn't think that this scoreline is a true indicator of the result for Orange County. Uh, but in the end, is Orange County who they know that they need to win this game, really, if they want a shot at a home match in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and they 
don't perform to the expectations is, oh, by the way, before I go to you, Alan, I do want to correct everyone that was listening to Dylan there. It wasn't a three, no loss against Tacoma and then Chaplow being fired. It was a three, no loss. And then uh, Braden Cloutier getting fired. So uh, that was a, a month or so back ago. So just wanted to clarify on that. So no one's thinking that Dylan's breaking some news here tonight about Richard <laughs> Chaplow being fired. Uh, Alan, uh, give yeah. us your in-depth analysis on this match. Yeah, I think, uh, I think this match is spoiled by how it ended. I think if Orange County fans go back and watch the first half, um, outside of not scoring, I think there's a lot of positives there. Um, I, I think you uh, are up against a goalkeeper who uh, had a phenomenal night, uh, and this is going to happen. Uh, you've seen it as Orange County uh, with a guy like Frederick Dua who comes in and, and basically steals a game or steals some points. Uh, Christian Herrera was an outstanding goalkeeper, that uh, especially in the first half. Like Tacoma had two shots, one on target in the first half. Uh, Orange County had seven shots, seven on target. Um, so I, I think looking at that first half, I thought Orange County played really well. They had a lot of ball control uh, and they, uh, a ball possession. I thought they did a lot of good work to get into some good shooting um, locations in the first half. And even throughout the second half was still, um, they were still creating chances, uh, but they just couldn't put them away like they normally do. I think Orange County is, uh, when they're winning games, they're bearing those chances, and obviously they didn't uh, in this match. Um, and then they just let Tacoma hang out for a while. I thought, yeah, the first goal was a, a boneheaded play, um, putting the ball uh, kind of not like playing it poorly out of the back. But, you know, 80, 85 minutes into this match, you still think Orange County can get a point out of it. And I thought, you know, um, that that might happen. Uh, and then the wheels kind of fell off there at the very, very end. But I do think um, maybe some wasteful crosses, maybe putting some balls too close to the goalkeeper uh, when you've got, you know, some big guys in the box that can head it in. Um, Thomas is pretty good, um, I've been told. Um, and uh, Akoli, um is there as well. He's a big, tall target uh, that I thought maybe they missed a few of those opportunities. Uh, Brian Olosky, I thought, had a really nice night. But I think, you know, your your back line uh, had some troubles tracking uh, some of those late runs in the box. Um, and, you know, sometimes you have to tip your hat to a guy like uh, was it Samuel Adiron, Ad, Adiron, 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 I don't know. I was trying to, like, watch it back and, like, get the pronunciation, and it was not what was matching my brain, and so I never made that connection. Uh, he's kind of, I mean, he's a, he's a, a good player. I mean, he's got 10 goals in the season, I think. Um, you know, the, the first one was a banger. Um, and how are you going to stop that one? Um, just Sam. Thanks, Brad. Um, but I, I think this one is definitely tainted by how it ends. Uh, first half was good, just wasteful. Second half was kind of back and forth. And, you know, like, I said, like uh, Dylan said, a mistake starts the first half off poorly. Without that mistake, you're looking at a one-one game into the you know 90th minute. Um, that's how I kind of how I kind of saw it. Um, let me uh, bring him on because he's now made it back from his singing classes, and I don't know if he was wearing makeup at the classes or not, but it looks like he's removed it. If he was, um, 
you know, hopefully his voice is okay after all that belting of the the high C. Uh, we got the Brad up in Reno. Um, Brad, uh, first, welcome. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm uh, glad I missed second. half of the uh, analysis of this match because it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so just to give you a quick rerun, Alan thought the score wasn't as bad as the match was. I mean, the, the match wasn't as bad as the score shows. Um, Dylan got so confused from this match that he's thinking Chaplo is potentially getting fired. Uh, and now uh, you're coming on here. I, I'm worried as heck now. I was so positive last week, and now I'm worried. Uh, Brad, your thoughts on this match? And let me ask you this, because Alan did bring up you know some good saves from the goalkeeper for Tacoma. This is now two matches in a row where uh, a goalkeeper has like the performance of the season, uh, of their season. Uh, two matches ago, it was Andre Rawls. Now it's... Uh, Herrera from uh, Tacoma. So thoughts on the match and why is it that goalkeepers are deciding let's play great against Orange County now? It wasn't just uh, the goalkeeper from uh, uh, Tacoma that had a good game on Saturday. It was also, you know, I caught most of what Alan said, uh, Sam, and I'm not even going to attempt the last name either. Um, but, you know, he had a couple really good goals. He could have easily threatened for a third. Um Seattle or Seattle Tacoma just plays better, I guess, against uh, Orange County. A lot of teams step up against Orange County because uh, they're a big team name. They're expected to compete and be uh, going for uh, fourth place, third place. At some point, we thought we were trying to host a home game in the playoffs, but looks like that ship's about to sail uh, with how, how we've been playing. Um, but Tacoma played very well. They're the, their goalie made some big saves, but all in all, it still was, you know, Tacoma was the better team on the night, and it was hard for me to admit otherwise. So, you know, two big games coming up this week. Hopefully we can get some points from them. And that's a big hopefully because the form for Orange County over the last five matches is definitely not something to make an Orange County soccer club fan uh, or supporter smile. You have, uh, what was it? Over the last five matches, we had a loss to Vegas, a 3-0 loss to Vegas. Oh, no, sorry, a 3-0 win over Vegas, and then the tumble started. A 2-1 loss to Phoenix, a 2-1 victory against Oakland, a 1-0 loss to Phoenix, a 4-1 loss to Tacoma. I guess not as bad as I, I was thinking. I was reading some of those numbers wrong, but that's still scary uh, this is the time of season you want to start winning. You want to get on a little bit of a roll. And we're leaving it now to the last five matches of the season to try and get on that roll, to get on some good form. And that upcoming schedule to close out the season, we've got a home match against Phoenix uh, tomorrow night uh, as of this recording. If you're listening uh, in the morning, this is going to be Wednesday, uh, October 2nd. Wait, sorry. Wednesday, October 13th. I got to get my dates right. Um Followed by a weekend, uh, a weekend matchup against Oakland in Oakland, uh, and then back at home against San Diego and Las Vegas, and then a final match of the season on October 30th in LA or in Carson against uh, Los Dos. So the hard part for the schedule for Orange County, right? You're looking at it. Uh, they played a weekend match this past weekend in Tacoma. They're coming back home and face uh, a midweek match against Phoenix. Probably no chance to really get any uh, training sessions in, or maybe it's just some light training. Uh, between Tacoma and Phoenix, and then you're back on the plane or back on the bus, whatever they're going to use to get up to Oakland uh, for that match. So again, you're not you're going to have little to no training between those matches. And then I'm going to assume because of all that traveling, 
You're going to need some rest, but no, you've got a Wednesday matchup against a San Diego squad coming into your home, but it's still, I look at, you know, I watch a lot of other sports and there's always that thought of uh, anytime you have a road home road type match, it's almost like it's a road match, that home match, because you're not really getting a chance to get settled uh, or anything, especially in this stretch of matches is it's three to four days between each match. It's not like you have a week between each of these matches to sort of get settled, you know, sleep in your old bed for a few nights, get comfortable. You're playing, resting, tra- or playing, traveling, resting, playing, traveling, resting, playing, traveling, resting, playing, traveling, resting. And then again, followed that following that San Diego match is another Saturday match. So it's basically what five matches in a row where uh, you don't have much time between matches. Is is this a scary stretch here for Orange County, Dylan? Yeah, um, it's definitely a scary stretch. And at, at this point, you're almost thinking um, if that we don't win against Phoenix tomorrow night, that it might kind of all be over. I think that might be enough for the confidence that's already pretty shot, it seems, um, to, to be the final blow. Um, I mean, mathematically, it still seems better, um, you know, we're, we're not in Sacramento's to, to kind of make a joke off Harry there. And we're not in Sacramento's predicament at the moment. We haven't failed to the degree that they have so far this season. They're only, they're only three points out of that fourth spot. It's not like they are deep in a hole. They, they still have a realistic shot of getting up there if a couple teams on top, well, four teams on top of them fall just by one match, really, if you look at it. So I, Alan's shaking his head. And then I, I, I'll, I'll go back to you, Dylan, to finish your thought. And then I want to hear why, why Alan is shaking his head so expressively there at, at, the, at this point i think what it comes down to is if orange county has the confidence and maybe at this point also the ability or the composure and i think it really comes down to that last one I really think it comes down to the composure to track what the teams in front of them are doing and match that every week then we're fine but if we drop points and it seems like we're going to drop points um randomly then and that's it and that's what sacramento has to do is they have to pick up points, and they have to re- hope results go their other way. Um, and that's not the way you want to go into the playoffs, right? You don't want like a, a like a New Mexico esque. We're gonna roll in at the last possible second. You don't want to be doing that. Um, you don't. Realistically, we want like a 2018 situation. We want to be like Phoenix. You want to be at the top of the table, and you just want the easy ride through. And we're not gonna have that. So, yeah, it's um, it's panic time basically. Oh, the good old days of 2018 where you felt confident heading into this part of the season. And instead we're in this or even 2019. Alan, Alan, you were shaking your head so dramatically there when I'm saying Sacramento still has a shot. I mean, it's not like they're completely out of it. Why are you so confident? And let me, let me get this from you right now and we will make sure we post this out. So Sacramento fans can hear. So if you are wrong, they will know who to turn to on this. Go for it. Alan. Why are you so confident that they will not get one of the last two spots in the Pacific division because the teams they're chasing have a game in hand uh, and Sacramento's except for uh, Oakland, except for Oakland. Right. But essentially they're chasing orange County and Los Dos and Tacoma for that fourth spot. The most points that Sacramento can get is 44. Oakland get 46. Tacoma is 48 and Los Dos ha- is 50. So right now Sacramento is essentially four points or sorry, six points 
out of a playoff spot with four games to go. I just don't see uh, for Sacramento right now who have not won two games in a row all season. Uh, I just don't see that a, a world uh, in which they, uh, they get those points, especially, I mean, they have low dose and Tacoma at home. Then they go on the road to Phoenix. So, I mean, they're, they're probably not picking up three points there. Uh, and then the last game is against San Diego. Um, they're six points behind in four games. They can't drop any more points in order to make the playoffs. And I just don't see them picking up all 12 points. And that only gets them to 44. And Los Dos right now is at 35. Uh, I just don't see that as a realistic um, thing for the way this team has been playing all season. They would have to like legitimately play um, like Phoenix. And I just, it, I just think mathematically they're, they're too, too big of a hole to overcome with too many teams in front of them who are also fighting to get in. Right. So if you lose to uh, Tacoma, you're now doing, or sorry, if you lose to Los Dos, they're now down to 41 points possible. Oh yeah. If they, if they don't beat Los Dos, then they don't have a shot, but because they have that match against Los Dos or Tacoma last two, their last two matches of the season are against a Phoenix squad and a San Diego. They're going to have basically their, their spots locked. So they might not be uh, fielding the, the most strong team. Phoenix, and we saw what uh, they did Phoenix against is, Phoenix is playing for home playoff. Phoenix is playing for home team, home field advantage all the way across. I don't think Phoenix takes their foot off the gas at all. Um, especially against <laughs> a team like Sacramento. Um, I, I just don't see um, a, a world in which, uh, they have to leapfrog too many teams. I think if they were where they were and they like, you know, take out Oakland, but if like Tacoma was on 20 points or whatever, and they only had to catch one team, I say maybe, but they're behind Oakland, Tacoma and Los Dos for just the four spot. Oh no, um, I get it. I, I get it. I, it. It's, it's, it's not something that is like this obvious going to happen thing. I'm just saying there is a chance if the cards play out right for Sacramento to get that fourth spot, and because they have games against Los Dos and against Tacoma and then against two teams that are at least going to have already qualified for the Pacific Division um, spots and have that in lock. I know Phoenix is going to be fighting for the top all around um, position, but this is not a Sacramento podcast. I just thought this was an interesting talk because of that. And this is why I'm saying, though, you look at there's five teams that have a statistical chance of getting two spots for the playoffs in the Pacific division. And unfortunately, Orange County is one of those Orange County is in the best position, but I, I think there is a strong lack of confidence from all of us, except for maybe you, Alan, that Orange County can pull this off. I don't know. We haven't really heard from Brad on how confident he is that Orange County can uh, stay in the playoff hunt for the remainder of the season. Um, but we, we will get to you, Brad on this, but let's say this to get there. They're going to have to win. They're going to have to win. I mean, let, let, do, can we all at least agree on that? For Orange County to secure a playoff spot, they're going to have to probably win out, if not win four of the five matches. Is that a realistic uh, statement? I, I'll go each of you really quick, and then we'll talk about these upcoming matches. Uh, just give a quick answer. Dylan, realistic, four out of five at least. Uh, is it possible? Um I don't no, know, but is it, is it doable? If Orange County wants to make the playoffs, yeah. they have yeah. to probably get uh, a, a full three points in four out of the final five matches. Yes, absolutely. But I don't know if it's feasible. Alan. Um, yes, they will have to get four out of five 
to can keep it in their in their in their hands. I don't see them winning three, or I see them winning maybe three. I see them getting nine points out of the twelve they need, uh, and I think it's going to be against those teams below them, right? And I think that's what Orange County, if they beat Oakland, beat Las Vegas, and then figure out a way to beat Galaxy, um, I think they only need those three. Brad, so Alan's basically saying we have to beat teams we haven't been able to beat all season in uh, those two teams and LA Galaxy, of course. And I know we did beat Vegas earlier in the season, but the last time, you know, it, 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 and we've beat them recently, but it's still not the easiest opponent the way we play against two teams. Okay, really quick, Brad, your thoughts on, uh, is it realistic to say we need to get three points in, in four of the final five matches? Uh, I agree that three wins is realistic. Um I'm looking at this and I'm thinking 10 points is probably the most realistic scenario. And that's beating Oakland and beating Los Dos. Um, and Oakland looks really good right now. They've had some really good matchups recently. So then do um, we make the playoffs in that scenario where we can get 10 points of these final five matches? Does me... Orange County make the playoffs? Maybe as the fourth seed, hopefully as the third. Uh, I think 10 points should be good enough to make the playoffs. I don't know if it would be a third or a fourth. All right. Well, uh, to get there, it's going to start off with the toughest opponent out of the final five matches, at least on paper. Um, although Orange County has played pretty well. I mean, it's been competitive against Phoenix. We haven't had blowouts like we've seen against Tacoma this season for Orange County, but they do host Phoenix again. We've seen Phoenix now. This is going to be the fourth time in like a month span of seeing Phoenix as Orange County fans. Um, so we've seen it. It's not worked. The Orange County hasn't been able to do anything the first three opportunities, although they almost came away, uh, you know, I mean, I know they got the one point in that first matchup, but um, it seems like, I, I guess that one just feels like a loss, right? Uh, because of how it ended and how Orange County should have come home with three points. So we know they can compete against Phoenix. Is that a sign that Phoenix is maybe just sort of playing with us and know that they can beat us? So they're just sort of taking it easy. And then when they have to turn it on or, or can Orange County pull us out? And if they can pull us out, what do they need to do, Dylan? Uh, um, I I feel like it might be a little bit closer to Phoenix might just be toying with us. Um, I'm not sure if it's that psychological. I think it's a little bit more that um, they don't get themselves into positions where they need to panic and really um, make gambles like Orange County does. And so when you're in the driver's seat in a match, you can kind of just hang out. Um, and the way that they set up against Orange County last time out was really good, um, where, where they're pressing, um, their individual players that are going to press their counterparts on the other side of the pitch. Um, and it caused us a lot of problems, but it was, um, and then, you know, you know, you're playing a team. If you're Phoenix, you know, you're playing a team that is bound to make at least one mistake. And uh, if that high press creates it, great. And if not, a mistake. Um, it's, it's probably going to be a defensive. It's going to be a defensive mistake. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe your press forces it. If not, play a long ball over the top. Maybe the switch off for a second. And that's exactly what they do. Um, Darren Maddox right now is in a pretty good goal scoring form. I think he's in about as good a form as um, Ronaldo is at the moment. So it's not like they're a, a bad side. And, of course, you know, you've got guys like uh, Aiden Quinn, uh, Kavon Lambert, um, 
dudes who should definitely not be playing in this division, Solomon Asante, uh, Asante Moore, who might just want to take a nap instead. But yeah, playing this team on short rest is a tough ask. And even if we're the home team, uh, Tacoma's not close to here. It was a long travel back. And I only they're hope that they're... Tired. They're going yeah. to be exhausted. I only hope that at this point the players um, have it in them to to play for pride tomorrow night and um, to hopefully get to hopefully finally get a result against Phoenix. My, <laughs> I'm going to jump on here and make a you know just sort of my thoughts on this uh, uh, how Orange County can win and then I'll get to you, Alan and Brad. Um, my thought is, is is hopefully Phoenix is choosing to fly out here and they're choosing to fly on Southwest. And their flight gets canceled and they can't make it out here and they have to forfeit because they can't take the pitch. Because um, the way that they pretty much dominated, even though the, the score lines have been close and it's been competitive, I, I, I agree with you, Dylan. It's almost like they're toying with us there from time to time. It's more Phoenix um, just sort of in control of everything while we're going on. Um, and, and it sucks because there's some really good guys, former Orange County players on that squad that you want to feel good for. But because it's Phoenix take and you know, this is going to potentially hurt us if we can't get it. And my other concern is this is a Wednesday night match. Typically our matches against Phoenix, you get a good fan turnout because that's sort of the rivalry. Uh, the fans that are, are have been to matches know this is the match where we need to show up and we need to, um, you know, be loud. But it's a Wednesday night match. And we all know Orange County fans are not the greatest of making it out to Wednesday night matches, even when the club is doing stuff like dollar drinks and cheap eats or whatever the promotion is for that. Um, Alan, your thoughts. We've, we've thrown so much into this. Uh, you're, oh, I think Brad wants to talk. So I'm going to yeah, go to go Brad ahead, first. Brad. Cause he's trying to like raise, raise his yeah. hands. Like he's um, in, like don't he's in third grade. Uh, travel third extremely grade well to matches too. Like, doesn't that have a, a positive effect? Cause I know that Phoenix but fans I, do travel well and they are loud and crazy and passionate. So you're saying that they're not going to make it out for a Wednesday, uh, a midweek match. Is that what you're if saying? Orange there's a County there? fans can't make it to orange County games on a Wednesday. It's, it, it's, I wouldn't be surprised to have some Phoenix fans, but. But here's the, here's the thought on that, right? Is when you're the home team and you have a lack of fan support, it probably hurts more than if you're the away team and have a lack of fan support. It's going to hurt you that much more, right? Is because as the home squad, you, you, you go into that feeding off the energy from your home crowd. And if you're going to have only maybe a 1500 fans in the stands, as opposed to a, you know, three to 4,000 fans in the stand moment that are home supporters, that's going to make it difficult. Um, Brad, more to throw on that. I, I, I'm not trying to cut you off on your thought there. Nah. Okay. All right. So let's go to Alan. Um, all the stuff we've talked about. Um, what does Orange County do, or what <laughs> needs to happen for Orange County to get three points in this match? And you cannot steal my uh, Phoenix has to fly on Southwest and the, the flight gets canceled. Answer because I think that's the best chances right now. Really, honestly, is is the Southwest thing. Uh, so if Phoenix chooses to fly JetBlue and they cancel the flights, then no. Um, so <laughs> Phoenix has um, figured out how to win on the road. I know they were kind of an average team on the road early in the season. They've won five of or four of the last five uh, on the road um, against Tacoma, against Los Dos, uh, again against Tacoma, and then uh, the road game against Orange County. The only loss in that was a 3-0 uh, defeat against Los Dos. Um, so I guess if Los Dos can do it, anyone can. Um yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I think this is um, looking at the schedule. This was always going to. This was always the 
the, the problem with Orange County's back half is their back half was significantly more difficult than the front half. Um, and the run-in is always going to be a little bit more hiccupy when you have a, a harder schedule. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think uh, Richard Chaplow, um needs to do any homework on, on Phoenix. I think he knows what their strengths are. Um, and Orange County has been successful in the past um, against Phoenix when they uh, kind of make sure they're defending the counter, uh, make sure they're they're shutting down the wing play. Uh, they know they're going to cut inside, so you just got to be uh, defensively sound on the back line to, to track those runners. But, I mean, Phoenix has so many weapons um, that you need to stay defensively organized. Um, and I think this is one thing that I, Orange County can um, hope for is almost like, I don't want to say uh, park the bus, but defend and then counter. Because you do have the guys that can defend and counter. Um, they didn't quite show up against Tacoma the way they usually do. But, you know, we've said this with the El Paso match. We saw this with El Paso where, you know, uh, Ronaldo, that's all you need is that one little break and he's in and you get a goal. Um, and it's a completely different game. So I, I think they need to uh, make sure they stay defensively uh, sound. Uh, maybe not compact, but just defensively sound and organized. Uh, and then use the de- defense to spring the attack. Uh, and I think that's how uh, you can can beat or, uh, Phoenix. Um, I think limiting the mistakes early uh, frustrate will frustrate Phoenix from time to time. Uh, but Phoenix right now is is getting good at the right time, and this is going to be it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, I, I I think Orange County is happy with a point going into this match, um, knowing that uh, you're still controlling your destiny. Even if you drop two points, you're still max points with Los Dos. Uh, Phoenix has dominated recently. Uh, but I think uh, Chapel is going to come up with an idea of how to defend well, uh, stay organized, and then, like I said, then counter. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Is, is it eight at, eight at the back for this one? I mean, is it every <laughs> defender we have on the roster and then um, Ronaldo and Brian Olaski up top? I mean, Who knows? I mean, uh, that's not, I mean, that might not be a bad shout. I think. <laughs> I, I think so you're, you're going level. true park the bus style where we're just like anyone that can sort of defend go in the back and anyone that the one or two scores up top, right? Oh, what I, I don't remember what game it was. I think it was like a Man City game where it might have been in the Champions League where the other team was like literally defending with like eight or nine guys in the box. Uh, so Man the City opposite of the, what I did in the USL where I threw right. like eight scores, I, I put everyone like in the top half of the pitch and they only had like two defenders and you guys had to call that game right yeah i mean i think that the 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 downside of that is you lose connectivity to the guys up at top but i think orange county has some pretty good midfielders that can defend uh and then and then break right um yeah let me let me get to brad real quick on this because i want to find out his thoughts and and i'm going to throw another crazy idea here right we I, I'm sort of in, I, I think we have to win four of the last five. We have to get three points in four of the last five. I, I know some people think three would be something that we still potentially uh, can make uh, squeeze into the playoffs. So knowing the congested schedule we have and knowing that this is our most difficult opponent in these final five matches, is this the game you sort of throw away and you just sort of put in a secondary lineup to give your players some rest and then 
wrap up the final four matches that are the more winnable games with the strongest lineup because you're playing basically five matches with three to four days in between those matches here in the stretch. Is this something you do or am I being crazy? Uh, I know I'm the, the man that comes up with the craziest ideas, but I, I saw Alan sort of thinking in his mind, well, that sort of makes sense, right? Uh, Brad, your thoughts on that and just in general, uh, what do we do to beat Phoenix? I'm I'm like speechless here. Like points are at a premium here. I don't think you can, you know. So you put it. I, okay, I, I, like, I said like two weeks ago. I said like two weeks ago you could Brad, lose Brad, that really game. Quick. Really quick, Brad. So then you go with a sort of secondary lineup, but you do the, you know, park the bus with eight defenders. And you hope to get one point in this match because you don't give up a goal. And then you go into the final four matches with your strongest lineup and rest your players. I mean, right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just trying to think outside the box of what we can do to ensure we get to the playoffs. And these are just some options I'm thinking, right? It, it's this, I know it's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but it could potentially work. Right. Or is this why I'm not our last USL championship coach? And I'm just a youth soccer recreational coach. I mean, our last games are what? Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday. Yes. There's no rest for you. You know, you you say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rest our players on a Wednesday game, and then you still have a Wednesday or a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday game. You know, this is where you have to trust that your fitness that you've been working on, and we've been saying that the team needs to be fit for this. We said this all the way back in what May June when the season was early. You know, we said that these are the games that we know that the team needs that needs to be fit for. So if we're, if we're, so I'm not, just that crazy, kinda. <laughs> I need you. I need you supporting me here, Alan, because I saw you thinking maybe that would be a smart idea. But I, I think the guys, if you're watching live stream, the guys on the right side of the picture definitely are in disagreement with me. Alan, sort of. I, I think I, I feel like I could persuade Alan to take my side on this argument, just I'm because just... again. Think about it. If if you can rest your players after a trip from Tacoma down, that 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 might be something to do. Our, our producer saying we need to get into our predictions here. So what, quickly, what Dylan, players? Do you, what players do you play? What players do you rest at this point? We yeah, don't. We have, this have, is uh, July part two. Your, we didn't rest everyone and bring your, your eleven in the last game. This lineup here. Who knows? Yeah, let's um, just throw the hand just, grenade in our youth development and say, go out there and get our predictions squatted. really quick because we do have to talk about one other match that will happen before our next uh, scheduled episode. Um, and really quick, let's get into our, our really quick our standing so far for our predictions contest. Uh, this last week, only one person earned any points, and that was Dylan. Uh, so it is a really tight race here now between Dylan and Brad for that uh, top uh podium here of our contest right now brad is still in first place with 77 points he earned zero points against the or in the tacoma match dylan is in second and closing in with his three points this past weekend he's now at 75 so only two points separate the two of you this is going to be an, an important prediction here and then uh alan you're in third place but way behind with 53 points and i'm at the very bottom with 46 points but i will in all honesty say it's because I'm trying to help the team with some of my score predictions that tend to help the team, at least in past seasons. It's not really working well this season. Uh, predictions against Phoenix. Remember, a uh, home team first, and we're going to go uh, in order of lowest to best in this table. So I'm going to go first. I'm going to say 5 0 Phoenix. Alan, what's your prediction? Uh, mm -hmm. One one. I don't, 
I don't know how to type that one, just so you know, as, as a number. 1-1 one, one for Allen. Uh, Dylan, what is your prediction? 2-1 uh, Phoenix. 2-1 Phoenix. And Brad, what is your prediction? Uh, I was going to say what Allen said, so I'll just steal it. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Uh, Allen doesn't care. He has no shot of catching up to you guys anyway. So Brad, should it. you just steal my score so that... What's, what's, the, what's, the, what's the fun in what's that? What's the fun though? in that, Dylan? What's the fun in that? Yeah, what's no, no, the fun in that? Fun... Fun was May when we were beating Sacramento all the time, and we were, ha, 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 Ronaldo's going. What did I say last week? I can throw it away, and and I am willing to do it. Now it's time to take a serious look at our club. He has faith in Orange County, unlike you, Dylan, that Orange County can pull out a point in this match. Uh, After they play Phoenix, they're going to play Oakland in Oakland. So they're traveling from Tacoma to Orange County up to Oakland for this match against Oakland. I know it's hard to really look into uh, ahead to a match when we still have a match against Phoenix and we have to see how that goes before you really consider Oakland. But uh, Oakland seems like a more winnable opponent. Um, How's my plan think looking now, Dylan, where we rest against Phoenix and we go into Oakland and get the full three points. I haven't changed your mind. No, sorry. What, uh, what, what are your odds or what are your, what do you think? What do you think the odds are in Orange County getting the full three points in Oakland against the Roots? I'm gonna be optimistic and oh god, I'm gonna be optimistic and say sixty percent. Is that and how you give th- odds? I don't know. That's a sixty percent probability we can get all three points. I'm not sure how this betting nonsense works, but um, that works. They're that works. they're a team that's playing better than they have, and we're a team that's trending downwards and. Um, we might have rescued a result last time out against them, but we were poor for much of that match. So if we repeat that performance, I don't think we get it done on the road. Um, if we turn it around and, and play like we did at the beginning of the season, then I think the points are there for the taking. If we turn around and play like we did uh, in that windy nonsense match a few months ago, we, we take all three points. The one that Brad was a part of uh, in the background when uh, Apodaca scored, uh, getting all crazy. I was in the background for every single one of the goals. Well, yeah, because you were like, I don't know what you in were like, background. camera hungry there. All um, right, so now we're talking about crazy but, stuff, right? What if we sent Brad to every single Orange County game now? Maybe that is how we win. Why? He, we we've because lost matches. He was with there, him there for too, all haven't we? Calls. Yeah, we've we lost the game. I was in Vegas. Oh, never and mind. You're we fired. Uh, Get had out that of here. late draw against uh, Sacramento when I visited you guys. That one sucks. So it's not as good as you think, Dylan. Maybe it only works I against Oakland. I take it Maybe back. Maybe it only works against Oakland. Brad, are you going to be at this Oakland match? Oh, yeah, I will be. All right. So, Brad, what can you bring to whatever stadium they're playing in? Because we know Oakland plays in different multiple stadiums because I, I of crazy issues. I think they're playing issues. in Laney. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I think they're playing at Laney, the, the fancy field that they just installed with all of the uh, – it, it's easy to see who's offsides and not because it's just so brightly colored. What are you going to bring from Reno to, to, to give the players this good luck uh, and help propel them to victory there? Uh, I'll probably make a prediction similar to what I always make to bring good luck, but what are you going to do in that, Brad? And what, is, what, what do the players need to do to, to ensure that happens too? <laughs> Dylan types in our chat, Malort, which is actually not 100% incorrect because uh, I'm not the only person from Reno coming down to this game. Um, so... The person who introduced me to Malort will be coming down and will bring Malort. Uh, since so is he gonna is he gonna be repping Orange County though? 
Uh, he's going to be repping the Reno players. This is going to be the game of of all the games uh, the most people from Reno in with like three or four different players from Orange County and um, the assistant coach and three other players on Oakland. Um, you co- I thought you were like recruiting uh, Caroline Coalition Nevada edition to make these match trips to some of these games, but it, it seems like it's not working too well. I guess Reno fans don't quite like us as much as we thought. <laughs> he doesn't even know what to say to that. No, um, Alan, what, what what are we doing here? How how does this Oakland match go, and and what can Orange County do to ensure they get the full three points in this? Other than my magical idea of resting against Phoenix and coming full force against Oakland. Well, uh, I think it's important to score more goals than your opponent. I think that's what will get you the three points. Um, I... And wouldn't a well rested attacking front? Uh, get you more goals who knows on that crazy freaking field that oakland plays on um talking some uh and hearing from some of the loyal players after they played on the blues clues field is that like you like you can't really plant as well like it it bumps um and so i mean maybe this like a route one attacking style you know play the ball through the air a lot um might help them, but it might be super windy. I mean, we saw what happened to the Dodgers when wind happens. Ooh. Um, was, it was crazy, any, uh, right? LA it was crazy. There. Um, uh, Oakland's one of those teams where it's like, you can play really well and lose, and you can play like crap and win. Um, so you, uh, it, I hate Oakland only because they're just impossible. Like sometimes they look great and sometimes they look terrible. Um, they're counterintuitive. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Orange County, um, I, I think they need to to go all out on this one. Um, this is a uh, high-energy, uh, keep pressure on Oakland um, and try to do some damage. But Oakland's one of those teams that, like, just when they want to win, they win. Um, but I think looking at maybe maybe the game plan is p- play poorly. Uh, and lull them to sleep and then get some stoppage time goals to uh, snag some points. I think maybe that's like lull them to sleep. sleep. I think that's uh, the way to go. All right, let's do this. Let's get some predictions for this match here. Orange County traveling up to Oakland after facing Phoenix. Can they pull it out? Let's see what our experts think here. We're going we're gonna to go reverse this time. We'll start with you, Brad. Uh, what is your prediction for this match? In order for Orange County to have a chance in this game, I feel like you got to score early in this game to take the crowd out of it because Oakland has some crazy fans. Um, if they can do that, and this will be my score prediction, I'm going to say it's 3-2. to two. It's close. 3-2 to two Orange County? Is that what he said? 3-2 to two Orange County? That is what he said. All right, Dylan, um, what's your prediction? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. You're like going with that. That's like your your. Oh no, you did one two the last one. So this is you're you're copying Numbers Brad and Allen from the Phoenix match. Uh, Allen, what's your prediction? Two one Orange County. And I'm gonna go. What, what's my prediction, Dylan? Well, we gotta hear it. It'd be a big old five nil in Dallas favor Cowboys. Of 
Oh, okay. five nil Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sure. That's a is that score? Oh, it is possible, right? In that game, that's neither here a, nor there. That's a, not the long, long ball. Field goal and a safety. Yes, we'll give you five points. Yeah, yeah. Would that be scoregami? Now that <laughs> uh, this podcast is off the of you know what? I'm happy you bring that up because Scorigami is the greatest thing ever. No, I think five zero has happened. What the heck is Scorigami? What is this? Oh, we'll get into random, the random thoughts. thoughts. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, let's do this before we get to random thoughts. Let me ask you any football related stuff or soccer, soccer for Americans, but football in the rest of the world related stuff that we want to discuss before we get to our random thoughts. I'll go to, I'll open it up to anyone. Go for it. Talk if you want to talk. Well, neither of them are saying anything, so I guess I'll start. Um, wow. Um, why do we have a Nations League? I'm, I'm not, I don't really follow. Are you asking us? Yeah, or just anyone. If you if you have an answer, please email me at dylan at ocsepodcast.com. Um, I also follow up question to that is, why, when will um, owners of sports teams just pay for their own stadiums? And yes, this is absolutely a dig at the owner of New Mexico. Um, it's not a good look to have them playing at a baseball stadium, but if you're rich enough to own a team, you're rich enough to uh, pay your employees uh, a fair living wage, and you're definitely rich enough to, um, if you so choose, build your own stadium in the middle of, uh, I don't know, RV land. Is this is this my way that I can now convince you, Dylan, to to come join me in basketball with the Clippers? Because you know their owner is financing their new stadium all on his own. It's all privately funded. And good, I would hope because he is the um, richest sports owner in the United States. In the U.S., uh, not not in, in the world, because I believe yeah. now Newcastle has that uh, that designation of and the richest owner in sports. I could talk for hours about that, but if you if you didn't <laughs> think betting in sports was the end of it. Um, turning um, private club teams into uh, the faces of countries is, is definitely the end of it. So that's, that's tragic. Let's keep enjoying our little um, nightmare of a, of a league down here in the U.S. Um, and all the weird <laughs> stuff that comes with it. Um, anything from Alan or Brad, soccer-related? Yeah, uh, USL Super League uh, announced that they have a new uh, president, Amanda Vandervoort, um, who was just announced. Um, and apparently she has coaching and playing experience. Uh, hopefully she also has experience uh, not covering up uh, crappy-ass coaches who abuse their players. Uh, so hopefully USL does the right thing and learns from the NWSL's mistake. And, you know, although I, I, I will hold out hope, but based on USL past... Um, I'm not expecting things to be that much better, but I do hope that um, she's able to to hold teams and coaches accountable for when they do things that are not great for the players. Awesome. Brad, do you have a soccer-related thought before we get to our random thoughts and close out the episode? Yeah. Uh, why does the U.S. men's national team just play like the worst lineup against Canada? You know, like kind of like they're playing in that Nations League that Dylan was referring to. Um, that's a team we should have beat, and we looked pathetic. Simple and sweet from Brad. Let's get to our random thoughts. Um, who wants to go first? Ra- random thoughts. Raise your hand if you want to go first. Oh, Brad wants to go first. Go no, for no, it, no. I'm pointing up at Dylan oh. because oh. he has the fun Dylan one. wants to go first. Go, Dylan. 
Wait, oh, did I have a... Oh, are we talking about Scorigami here? Yeah, of course we're talking yeah, about Yeah, okay, so we're going to talk about Scorigami um, for... Scorigami is the occurrence when a score that has never happened before in... I think it could refer to any sport, specifically in the NFL. And a score that has not happened before in a match happens. So that was why I asked if 5-0 five, uh, would be a Scorigami. It has happened yeah, three a, times. A safety it has and, a, three and, times. A, and a field goal. I mean, that seems like it would be something that would happen in the however long period the NFL has been around. Um, hey! But yeah, I guess my random thought is... Um, Scorigami. Yeah. Scorigami. Really ran out of steam at the end of this one, so apologies, everyone. <laughs> this, just, this just drove off of a cliff. Um, but, like, Thank I you, um, just creeped off a cliff, like, a, when you take your foot off the brake. Okay. What kind of cliffs are you creeping off of, Dylan, where you take your foot off the brake? Uh, Brad, what's your random thought for this episode? Oh, man. Oh, I, I just remembered it. Uh hockey is back and it's on espn plus which it's on tnt if, also it's on tnt also they do wednesday so, night hockey now on tnt so for all of you people out there who are smart and have an espn plus membership to follow usl games because we all clearly follow usl games um this is included and hockey just got a lot easier to watch instead of going through either local TV markets or NBC streams. ESPN plus is just that much better than all that much more accessible. And that makes me very happy. Now, my big question is it going to follow the model that MLS has where they will only show the out of market games, but the in market games, you have to rely on your in market provider, which, you know, for us here in Southern California, it tends to be Bally sports, which unless you have traditional cable, then you're not getting it. Um, you know, I, I use the YouTube TV model, so I don't get any of my local sports teams, um, other than what's on national stuff. So I, I wonder if that's the way they're going to go with it, or if they're going to show everything that'll be interesting to see. Um, but I don't, I don't know if, uh, Vegas is, is technically, uh, part of Reno's broadcast territory, but I have the game right now on my phone. I literally go. just, just hey, because you started saying show us that, that live uh, game right now. Just because you started get, saying you, that, I wanted to want to get all in trouble for showing a live it's game a on our stream. Woodford Reserve is look at look at. Hey, they're not paying us. Don't show yeah. that. Don't show their commercial. They're not giving us money. I was like, oh my gosh, are we really doing this? <laughs> Alan, your random thought. Uh, I, I take it you're a huge Bally Sports supporter with your reaction to when I brought up that name. <laughs> I mean, their initials are BS for a reason, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, not great. Um, I yeah. heard they're like they're, they're direct to consumer thing is going to be like twenty five bucks a month or something like that too, which is ridiculous. There's direct been no official to. announcement, but that's what everyone is sort of getting to is it's going to be damn expensive. Direct when you look to at ESPN no Plus thanks. Is, ESPN Plus is what five bucks a month. So, all right, your random thought, Alan. Sorry. Yeah, my random thought is um, shout out to those people who are trying to find uh, mental health professionals. Uh, I have recently gone through this. Uh, hoop jumping uh to find places that both take my uh insurance and are not booked uh and it took me quite a while and it was very uh um what's the word stressful uh and also um not very uh, comforting to know that there are uh lots of people out there who just can't get help because they either can't afford it um or their insurance company doesn't cover it because it's limited insurance that they take 
Uh, so shout out to those people who are trying to like get some stuff figured out in their lives and are trying to find someone to help them with that and are, are struggling. Uh, keep, keep, keep searching, keep trying, uh, help us out there. Uh, and we love you. So, uh, that's my random thought. My random thought for the night, uh, is please, please, please learn to frenzy. Oh, sorry. To not celebrate too early because if you do so, um, things can happen. Uh, I was trying to play a clip, but unfortunately it had the audio on it still. I thought I'd remove the audio, but, uh, there was a match with the Bengals this past weekend where the kicker kicks the, the, the ball for a field goal. I guess assumes it, it's going to go in, start celebrating, and the ball hits the left flag outside of the post, and it doesn't go through, and it took him probably a good five to ten seconds to realize that the field goal was no good. Uh, we've seen this in a lot of sports. We've seen this in uh, NBA. We've seen this in soccer, obviously. Um, we saw this. I think with the Dodgers against uh, the Giants, I think Gavin Lux thought he had crushed it hard enough to get out of the, uh, uh, the stadium. Uh, but unfortunately the wind said, heck no, you're not, uh, you're not winning this one or you're not at least getting a home run here. So uh, just please don't celebrate early. Uh, wait till you know for sure something happens before celebrating uh, because in this era of every sporting event is televised streamed or whatever you're going to get caught and it's going to live forever. And people are going to reference it 10 to 15 years from now uh, in sports blooper uh, highlight reels or whatever you want to call those. So uh, anyone that plays sports that are televised, please wait to celebrate until you know, for sure uh, it has happened and don't make mistakes. Like I do playing the wrong clip with audio when it's not supposed to have audio, because that does not work out either. Um. Yeah. You know, let Let's me change my up. random thought. I want it to be a s'more out. You say that's that every week. That's a weekly. Yeah, s'more. that's weekly. Hey, by all means, Dylan, if you want to take over the financial responsibilities of this podcast, I will hand it over to you. By all means. Um, Ray, I think we all know that if I took this podcast over, um, this podcast would no longer exist because we'd have no access. Okay. It's okay. No one listens to this far into the podcast. It's fine. It's like I didn't even say it. They've all quit by this time. They're like, damn, these guys. <laughs> even Harry in San Antonio is like, nope, I got to go to bed. I can't listen to these guys anymore. Um, I want to thank all of our listeners, though, that do listen to us, whether it's uh, live uh, on our recorded video options or in podcast format. Um, we appreciate that. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to go back and listen to any of our old episodes, go to our website, ocsepodcast.com. Uh, to check that out or read something that we wrote maybe a year ago. I think, uh, I don't know what the latest stuff we've been writing, but Hey, if anyone wants to write stuff on our, on our website, let us know. We'll let you do it as long as it is relative to orange County um, for Dylan, for Alan, for Brad, and for our producer, Andy, this is the orange of black soccer cast and we are out.